Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show at its new time. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'm very excited to be a part of the new weekend news talk lineup on 5.40 and 12.60 a.m. That includes consumer activist Clark Howard, who follows us each Saturday at 11 a.m. Now, I want you all to grab a pen and a piece of paper because we always have some great information for you. And then get comfy, preferably with your favorite pet snuggled up in your lap or right up next to you. This morning, we'll be speaking with Joyce McRory from Greyhound Pets of America and also Justin Red from Hot Dogs. And as usual, I'll be filling you in on some very fun animal-related events and activities that will be taking place nearby, and that's why you need your pen and paper. Now, I realize it's been over a week since Thanksgiving but I'm still recovering. I had about 20 relatives over at my house, and that is always fun. But I just have to tell you one story from this little gathering. My 20-year-old niece and her mom were talking with me about how they didn't like a certain animal shelter because the staff wouldn't let, let them adopt a cat. The reason for the denial was that my niece's family keeps indoor, outdoor cats, and you know how I think about that. Now, over the years, I have very gingerly explained why this isn't a good idea. But these are my in-laws, and, well, I can only say so much without crossing into no man's territory. So, this isn't easy for me, um, especially when it comes to animal welfare to hold my tongue. But when my niece made the statement, we've always had indoor-outdoor cats, and they're just fine, I just couldn't hold back any longer. You see, over the last five years, at least three of their cats have died outside, and not of natural causes. So I reminded my in-laws of this and told them I didn't consider this is just fine at all, and that shelters have good reasons for wanting cats to go into homes where they will live indoors exclusively. I explained that when I was growing up, my parents had indoor-outdoor cats. Not one of those cats lived out its natural life. A couple disappeared, about four were hit by cars, one developed a serious infection from a cat fight, and later died in spite of expensive vet care. One was killed by a dog, and my very first family cat died when I was just nine years old from feline leukemia. That's a disease that spread from cat to cat. And the only way she was able to contract this horrible virus was by meeting an infected cat while she was out and about. Of course, I had to listen to all the same old stuff about it's unfair to keep a cat indoors and how it's impossible to keep a cat indoors, blah, 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 blah. But I really had enough. The bottom line is this. When you have a pet, it's like having a small child. So please, remember, they can't make decisions on health and safety. In other words, that's your job. If you have a cat, don't make excuses as to why it can't stay inside. Do the right thing and keep your cat safe. And on that note, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 540 and 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 540 and 1260. 
I'm thrilled to have my very longtime good friend here that I knew way back from my Orange County animal control days. We have Joyce McRory from Greyhound Pets of America. Hey, Joyce, how are you? Hi, Marie. It's good to see you again. Oh, it's great to see you, and I, I'm going to be seeing Tom tomorrow on the Pet Place TV show. Oh, well, I'll have to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he did a good job. So, so Joyce, um, let's tell everybody what Greyhound Pets of America is. Well, it's a national group where there are 60-some-odd chapters across the country. Oh, I didn't realize there yes, were that many chapters all, now. They are all over the Greyhound oh. Rescue is the largest breed rescue in the world, so oh. it's growing all the time. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, I think so, too. And we're the local Southern California chapter. Okay. Now, when you say local Southern California chapter, you do Orange County, Los Angeles. Gray Los Angeles. We do. We have a placement rep even in, in Reno. Oh, wow. We transport dogs to um, up north to a number of groups. Okay. Now, so. when you say you do Greyhound Rescue, for our listeners, explain exactly what that is. You go to racetracks, yes. which we don't have any in California. So where do you rescue the Greyhounds from? Well, it would be nice to say we just sit home and they come to us. And in some places, not ours, they do, uh -huh. because people will, will bring them in trailers. We drive down to Tijuana, oh, wow. and there's a, a track down there, Agua Caliente uh, dog track, and um, we get the dogs from down there. They're American dogs. Okay. Kennel operators in Tucson, Phoenix, and other places also have kennels down there. Okay. So they're American dogs, and then we bring them in from, uh, from Mexico. Well, do you have a problem getting over the national border into the United States with carloads of dogs? Um, no, but now that we're being more secure at the border, which I'm glad to see, uh -huh. um, it's taking a much longer time. The Mexican border guards um, know us very well, and oh, they just kind of go, come on, you know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and coming back's a little more difficult, which is fine. It's sometimes mm -hmm. it takes three to four hours. Oh, but no. we're getting, we're trying to get our trailer air conditioned because in the summertime it's just way too oh, hot. Oh, I know. can imagine. Or, but they know us. We've done it for ten years. They're, you know, all high. Every uh -huh. once in a while they'll jump out all the dogs in the secondary. They're going to take all the dogs out. They take out three and go, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> go home. <laughs> okay, so they just want to make sure you're not smuggling anything yes. other than dogs Absolutely. in. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Now, these are all dogs that are, um, they've had a career racing. Yes. And for some reason, the track or the uh, their owners um, feel that they have outlived their racing uh, yes. time. Um, how do they notify you that they've got some dogs ready to be picked up? Well, when we started down at the track, um, they were letting no dogs go, and some oh. of the kennel operators would call us individually, and we would go down in the parking lot and sneak dogs out. Wow. At this point, the did track... Did you have uh, secret spies that worked within? We did. <laughs> well, it, they just... There were some people down there that just really didn't want to see some dogs put down, and they okay. would call us. But at this point, uh, the track has allowed us to put a, a pet kennel on the premises. They pay for the care of the dogs. We provide the food. Okay. And uh, 40 dogs um, at a time are in the pet kennel, and we pull the dogs out of the pet kennel. Wow. On the other hand, if it's a sick or injured dog, a lot of the dogs, many of the dogs get broken hocks and such, they will call us directly. The track vet will call us directly and say, I have a broken dog. 
so you need to get right down And there. we go right down and pick them up. Oh, so you must be always hopping then. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half hours each way. And, oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And then your time at the border, too. And, and then that's you might become, have an injured yeah. animal. Well, yeah. Well, that's a problem. Well, the vet, what the vet down there does is he will splint the leg. Okay. Most of the time it's a broken hock of okay. the ankle. And they'll splint the leg. And the dog generally is not in a whole lot of pain because, well, whatever. Because it's a greyhound, then it's just, then it they holds up well. They know how to relax. They do. And so it's splinted, and then I bring them up, and we have it repaired. I think most pets know how to stay calm and quiet when they get hurt. A lot better than human than beings. People. Yeah. I would not want to go down if he said I have a broken human. Uh-huh. I think we'd let somebody we'd else just go leave them, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that's so exciting! That yeah. you must. How many dogs are you handling every year now? We place about two hundred and thirty oh, wow. greyhounds. We're at our over two thousand six hundred and fifty dogs that we have brought in and put in homes. Since since what year? No, about nine years ago. Wow! Years ago. Congratulations! Yeah. That is yeah. just so commendable. I I had no idea you were up to so many dogs. Well, now that if you, you were at my house, you would. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, too, we, we have a big, involved um, uh, application process, and uh-huh. we take back any of the dogs that either are not doing well in their, their place or if something in the family changes. So all of these dogs, if I look at over 2,600 dogs, I know that those dogs are either rehomed or they stayed in their own home and, and died there. So it, it's not just a standing on the corner kind of thing, right, giving right. out dogs. Yeah. So you screen people. You make sure they understand what they're getting into when yes. they get a greyhound. Mm-hmm. What are the special needs of greyhounds? I know they're very calm dogs, and, and you know I had a greyhound for a while, too, who was a lovely dog, but... But they do have some special needs. Maybe well, you yours ate your bed, didn't it? I no, think well, actually, on the end of your bed. that was one that I fostered, Santa's <laughs> little helper. Yes. Oh, that's right, Santa's little helper. <laughs> and I have a permanent memory of him staying in our house. He was trying to help. That's right. <laughs> he thought the bedpost needed a little more I carving. I remember those yeah. telephone calls you made. Well, now the Greyhound. They're adult dogs. Uh-huh. So they're not little puppies that uh, that you can raise with your children. We prefer to place them with families that have children six or six years old or older okay. because um, it's just it's an adult dog and they really have not been around uh, children much. Alrighty. Some of them are excellent with them, but we have a very small bounce back rate. But the most bounce backs that we get have to do with children falling on top of the dog. Or and the, dog the dog says, the dog yeah. says, no, that's my toy, and the, and the mother says, oh, my God, and we get the dog back. So okay. it's better six or older. They will chase anything, mm-hmm. and it's not a matter of they've been trained to chase anything moving, they're on it. Uh-huh. And so that's a unique thing about the Greyhound, where you have to have it either leashed or in a fenced area. Okay, well, that, that makes complete sense, but with regards to them chasing anything, um, I know that when I got our first Greyhound, um, there was a lot of concern over the fact that we had cats in yes. our household. But i got to tell you, Joyce, um, our cats totally dominated poor old <laughs> Captain. And uh, he felt so intimidated by the cats. He'd hang yeah. his head, and they'd just look at him, and they'd give him the eye, and then he'd turn tail and go the other direction. Right. But it was a different story when we were out on a walk. Oh, yes. If there were neighborhood cats and, and they were bolting out in front of him, right. he immediately reacted. Yes. And, and 
clearly somebody needs to understand that you have to have good control over any large dog yes. to be ready for anything. Well, you should be walking your dog and looking ahead yes. as you're doing that. Yes. Um, we check the dogs all with cats and <laughs> a little Chinese crested hairless thing that if they get, if they pass that test, they're cool. <laughs> um, but you're right. Uh, and I think the reason that I would say that probably 80% of our applications come from people with cats. And okay. I think that has to do with the grace of the greyhound, the grace of the cat, mm -hmm. they are somewhat cat-like. Oh, that's so true. So those people, they would get a cat, a dog that was primarily tested with the, with the cats and the and the small dogs, goes into a foster home with cats or small dogs or mm -hmm. both, and then is instructed on things like you were saying. Okay, fine, the dog's fine in the house with your cat. But if it's, and it isn't that the dog, when it's on a walk, says, oh, there's a cat, I think I'll chase it. They pick up the movement. Right. And they're going before they realize, oops, that looks like somebody I live with. That's right. Yeah, and that's, that's the way it that's is. It's not a vicious kind hounds. of thing. Yes, yeah. I'm a sighthound, I look. Uh -huh. Yeah, and that's why that happens. So, okay. Yeah. Well, um, Joyce, I know that you're not doing this all on your own, and you have some wonderful volunteers that help you, and you could probably use more volunteers for fostering and showing and telling and all that good <laughs> stuff. Yes. Um, how can people get involved? Well, you're right. We always need more volunteers, and primarily as foster homes. We're going to be going uh, down to the track uh, December 15th to pick up more dogs, and our fosters go through the same procedure um, as our adopters will. Okay. Uh, so they and the interesting thing there is they mostly fail uh, fostering 101. Oh no! The first time <laughs> <laughs> they get this wonderful, they go, oh, I have to keep it. But yeah, we need fosters because we don't have a facility. We don't want to have a facility. Right. They do better off in their exactly. when they're in a home because they learn how to be house dogs that's exactly that way, right, yeah. and that's great. And Joyce, I hate to do this, but. We're already running out of time, and so I'm wondering if maybe you'll come back again and we can talk some more. Oh, I'd love to. That okay. would be wonderful. Well, one more time before we go, what's your website? It's www.fastfriends.org. Fabulous. Well, thanks so much, Joyce. We will be back here again in a flash on AM 540 and 1260, so don't touch that dial. back on the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 540 and 1260. And with me now in the studio is Justin Red from Hot Dogs. Hi, Justin. Good morning. It's good to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you made it. You know, I love the name of your organization. You spell it H-A-U-T-E. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hot, hot Dogs. You know, I got that name from my friend has a, or had a restaurant down in Orange County called Hot Cakes. And okay. he spelled it H-A-U-T-E. Oh, and I said, well, I want to do the same thing, but um, just call it hot dogs. And, oh. You know, the word hot or hot is a French term. It means well-to-do or fancy. Right. And, you know, not all of our dogs are fancy. Uh -huh. and I, it's, Most are common, but um, I, I like to think of our organization as a pretty 
fancy organization. All we do right. a lot of good things in our community. Well, tell me about your organization. I'd, I'd be happy to. Okay. Hot Dogs is part of a nonprofit organization that I started just a few years called the Community Action Team. And that's kind of ironic because Community Action Team is C-A-T, which that's is CAT. Uh-huh. And um, so part of our organization is called Hot Dogs. And what we do is animal welfare projects. Um, I organized the Hot Dog Halloween Parade, which oh, we just had good. in Belmont Shore down uh-huh. in Long Beach. I with 600-plus dogs in the contest. No way. So it's the largest Halloween pet event in the world. Wow. Um, we raised money at that event. And then we also do animal adoptions and vendor booths that day. We also do a Hot Dog Easter Parade on Easter Sunday every year. This will be our eighth year to do it in 2008 on Easter Sunday. Okay. I think it's March 23rd or whatever Easter Sunday is. And we'll have, again, hundreds of dogs in the parade with Easter bonnets on. Same thing, wow. raising money for charity. And, and then uh, they'll, they'll be dressed in Easter, Easter bonnets and bunny ears and all kinds of fancy outfits. Oh, we do the Bulldog wonderful. Beauty Contest, which is the world's largest congregation of, of English bulldogs. Oh, how Funny. Yeah, that's on uh, Valentine's weekend. Oh, it's going to be Saturday before that. Valentine's this year. Last year we had 333 registered English Bulldogs. No way, I didn't yeah. even think there were that many English Bulldogs. In There's the a lot of them. We had dogs, uh, Bulldogs all the way from Canada, oh, from Arizona, oh, San Francisco, right. uh, um, Nevada. It's, it's a fun, fun time to get oh, together with the Bulldogs. Amazing. And then we do animal adoption events at all of these, pro- all of these uh, on, on these days. When you say animal adoption events, are you talking about dogs from shelters and rescue groups? Yeah, shelter uh, dogs and cats and rescue dogs and cats. We oh, invite okay. them to come and to display animals, and then we let the public know about them and then hopefully get lots of, of uh, adopted animals out that day. Gosh, well, this sounds like a fun organization that does some really worthwhile things. It's not just style, fun, and games, but you really do have some wonderful things happening Absolutely. associated with your event. And here at this time of year, in fact, today is the kickoff of our uh, our annual program called Operation Santa Paws. It's an organization, or it's a, a program that I started just a few years ago okay. in Long Beach. And what it is is basically we put collection bins at retailers and at office buildings and at schools and, and churches. And we ask people to come and bring um, toys and treats and shelter cleaning supplies, any kind of things that would be used in a shelter at a rescue. Or blankets. Blankets, or any of that kind of thing for the oh, holidays. Wow. And then we go and deliver them on December the 22nd or a, a day or two before uh, before the holidays. What we're asking people to do this year, and, and we start on December 1st, okay. and we go until December the 22nd. We're going to deliver on the Saturday before Christmas this year. Uh-huh. And uh, we're asking people to do independent collections. So at your office building, if you want to do a collection for Operation Santa Paws, and then uh, do it uh, up until the 22nd, and then take whatever you collect and you know take it down to your local your favorite um, shelter or your rescue group. It's very so simple. I could um, decorate a little holiday bin and That's put right. it up here at the radio station Absolutely. with a little poster that I could download from your website. From the website, santapaws.info. Santapaws.info. Yeah. And then just ask coworkers to drop yep. in pet toys and supplies and blankets you and bet. goodies. And then I myself would deliver it to the shelter of my choice. You bet. If you want to take it to that Greyhound rescue, you could take it down there to them. If you want to oh, take it down to um, the Irvine Animal Care Center, take it down there, wherever you want to take it. Okay. So anybody out there who's listening, if you want to start a special collection for the shelter or rescue group of your choice, 
Um, tell them again what the website is for downloading yeah. the poster. Uh, the, the website is our is our website, santapaws.info. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and just click on the the button that says click here for the uh, the downloadable poster. It's a PDF file. Okay. Print it. Uh, it's an eight and a half by eleven poster. Put okay. it on a box or a a, a plastic bin, and then just um, take that bin to. It, you could take it to a um, a vet's office. Um, to your office where you work. You can take it to your uh, classroom at, at school. So you can have more than one Absolutely. collection that we you're responsible it. for. And in fact, if you'll email me, which is justinrudd at AOL.com, I'll be happy to put that information up on our website where that your collection is, your box oh, is going okay. to be. So, so you'll encourage, publicize yeah. all the various collections. Yeah, that. and then we send out press releases um, to all the, the local media affiliates, and then they'll also let people know where the, the sites are. Okay, so if you don't want to go so far as to actually start your own collection, you can click on the website. You right. can find out where the local collection spots are, and you could take over a toy or some towels or some blankets. You bet. And we've got collection sites all over Orange County, all over Los Angeles County, and, and beyond. It, in fact, it's a national collection drive now. and We've got affiliates in Florida, Indiana, Georgia, uh, New York, uh, many, many different states. But what we, what I'm focusing on here is, is Southern California, where I live. Oh, that is so yeah. neat. Now, you did this last year, too? Yes. we've. This is probably our seventh year for doing Operation Santa Paws. Um, so in your most recent year, um, tell me about how you did. Mm-hmm. What was your success rate? Well, what we do is we... Um, for those people that want to join us in going to a few shelters, we go all together down to the SBCALA down in Long Beach, mm-hmm. to the Steel Beach Animal Care Center in Seal Beach. We go to the Orange Shelter in the city of Orange okay. together and, and a few other shelters. So they can all meet up with us on that Saturday morning before um, Christmas, and we can go together and deliver all these toys and treats. And it's carloads full of things that we're delivering. Wow. And then also we, we collect do, uh, financial donations, okay. and then we write checks out to animal shelters and rescues. So if you're not able to get to one of the drop-off locations, you can go to our website and mail in a check or send in a gift card from like Petco or PetSmart oh, nice. or Walmart or you know to get cleaning supplies. Oh, this is a wonderful idea. Yeah. Justin, tell me how the animal shelter staff uh, react to to this uh, little holiday visit. Do you dress up like Santa? By yeah, way? I actually do. I mean, I, I dress as a, a skinny Santa, okay. tall skinny Santa, um, and and I go into the shelters with our volunteers each year. Uh-huh. And I think um, they're very grateful that people are out there caring. And you know, at this time of year, when when we really need um, to. Uh, when we have that holiday spirit, it feels so good to give to oh, to yeah. the shelters. But I think more importantly than the shelter staff or the people that work there or the animals that are benefiting from this. You okay. know, for us to real, we physically give them a treat, and the shelters allow us to do that. I mean, they don't do that on a day-to-day basis. You can't walk in and feed all the dogs. Uh-huh. But they allow us to do that. They know we're coming, and they allow us to give them a, a durable toy to play with, like a Kong toy, a, a hard rubber oh, toy, yeah. mm-hmm. something that's not going to um, uh, tear up very easily I- okay. inside the kennel. Um, but And they, the, the animals, I think, I think animals smile, and yeah. I think there are smiles on their faces oh, when they're there. Absolutely. There's a nice video on our website mm-hmm. if you want to, like a two-minute video if you want to see what we've done in the past and see how it works. 
SantaPaws.info has all that information, or email me, JustinRudd at AOL.com. You know, I also have a dog newsletter that goes out every week to okay. about 10,000, well, more than 10,000 subscribers. It's free. How do you get on that? Uh, you just email uh, me, JustinRudd at AOL.com, oh, and say, send me the dog easy. newsletter. Uh-huh. Yeah, and if you just go on um, Google or something and just look for Justin Rudd, Long Beach, or dog newsletter, Southern California, it'll come up. Okay. Well, this is just so fun, but... I know we're running out of time, but let me just ask you this. What are things that people should not donate? Things uh, You want to donate things that a dog is not going to get in trouble with in their okay. kennel. You want them to play and to have fun, but not with like a stuffed animal that's going to be shredded to pieces, and then it causes more work for the kennel uh, workers to, to clean up. Okay. Or any kind of rawhide to- toys, because rawhide sometimes, as you might know, can cause choking. Or some uh, digestive problems yes. also. So those kinds of things we'd rather not use in this circumstance um, okay. as donation for Operation Santa Paul's. Oh, We're looking for durable dog dog toys like Kongs um, and then also bags of treats, okay. things that are um, in- packaged, prepackaged. Nothing perishable. Yeah, not perishable okay. items, yeah. Okay. We can also use bags of dog food, cans of dog food. Okay. Um, Six-foot, eight-foot leashes are great oh, yeah. for these shelters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, Justin, this is wonderful information. I think it's a great cause to get involved with. So, listeners, uh, if you're interested, Justin, one more time on the web address. It's santapaws.info. Santapaws.info. Excellent. Well, this has been a fun interview, but unfortunately, we have to take a little break now. But stay tuned, and we'll be re- uh, we'll be right back here on AM 540 and 1260. So, stay where you are. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 540 and 1260. Well, it's time to get out your pencils, and here we are some, with some special events. And both of these are tomorrow, so you'll have a tough decision to make. First, the Stray Cat Alliance reminds you to save tomorrow for the fourth annual Stray Cat Club fundraiser. This decadent masquerade event takes place at the Wilshire Ebell Theater from 5 p.m., and honors the sponsors of AB 1634. As you recall, that's the mandatory spay and neuter bill. There'll be a silent auction, donations, and volunteers, of course, are greatly appreciated. For more information or to purchase tickets, call 310-281-1109 or visit straycatclub.org. Now, we also have another uh, holiday fundraiser tomorrow in Los Angeles from noon to 7 p.m., sponsored by Last Chance for Animals. Besides thousands of great gift ideas, uh, you can sample their vegetarian buffet, adult beverages, silent and live auction, plus a raffle. For details and address, visit lcanimal.org. Now, if you have a suggested topic or a question about animals that you'd like answered, remember you can reach me by email at jafari at fia.net, J-E-F-A-R-I at F-E-A dot N-E-T. I answer questions about animal behavior problems and wildlife in my Orange County Register newspaper column. And if your question doesn't make the presses, I still answer every email I receive. So don't be shy. If there's something you want to know or hear discussed, write in. Well, that's all for the Pet Place radio show. Remember, you can also watch our Pet Place TV show on KDOC Sundays at 6.30 a.m. on Channel 56. Check your local listings. I'm Marie Hewitt, and stay tuned for Clark Howard. And don't forget, stay or new to your pets. Have a great weekend.